When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Sportfire, the podcast where we're talking sports talk with the talkers who talk sports loudly. Those are the dulcet tones of a Lil Wayne knockoff, freshly pardoned. I'm your host, Adam Weinrib, and this is the podcast where you'll find exclusive interviews with the most trending sports newsmakers of the week. From Andy Reid's dietitian to the fourth ball brother, Alex. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to pull any punches. Never have pulled them, never will pull them. I've never pulled anything. This isn't one of those sports podcasts that's just about the final score, because I don't know the final score. Never checked it. Who won? Really? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Someone should talk about that. (laughs) But not me. Okay, fine. My, my producers are telling me that we should cover the news so that this podcast can be a center for sports. Some, some kind of sports center. So to start us off, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. Former Patriots character coach Jack Easterby might be leading a mutiny in the Houston front office that eventually forces the Texans to trade Deshaun Watson. You'd think a character coach would have more integrity, but did you hear me say Patriots character coach? Exactly. Right after the news broke, the Jets called the Texans and offered four first-round picks, but like old first-round picks who already busted. The Texans were like, no, we don't want DeBrickashaw Ferguson four times. Philip Rivers announced his retirement on Wednesday after 17 seasons. Rivers says he wants to spend more time making family. Here's something that would have sounded crazy six months ago. The NFL's conference championships are happening as scheduled this weekend. And here's something that would have sounded crazy 12 months ago. The Bucks are in them. The weekend started when the Packers beat the Rams at Lambeau 32-18 after Aaron Donald got his rib removed so he could suck. Then the Bills beat the Ravens 17-3 in front of 6,700 members of Bills Mafia and one confused onlooker named Lamar Jackson. Jackson's 100-yard pick six helped completely change the momentum of the game. Buffalo was like, I'm sorry, this is very nice, but did you mean to send this to the Patriots? This is for us? The wing guys? Oh, gosh. Then came one of the craziest losses Browns fans can remember, but Patrick Mahomes can't. Kansas City beat Cleveland 22-17, and they advanced to the AFC Championship game, which for Mahomes will be held in a dark room under Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs won thanks to Chad Henney, the quarterback named after the thing Chiefs fans started chugging when he entered the game. His game-sealing fourth-down conversion took even Tony Romo by surprise, which means legally he has to retire and give Drew Brees his job. And you're not going to believe this, but in the late game, the 42-year-old quarterback and the 43-year-old quarterback looked old. Tom Brady's Bucks beat Drew Brees' Saints, and after the game, Brady even threw a touchdown pass to Brees' son, his first completion of the second half. To celebrate, Brady taught him a touchdown dance he calls a kiss on the mouth. 
Tampa Bay now advances to play the Packers in Green Bay, and much like what Tom Brady sleeps in, it should be a bloodbath. Now to baseball. Based on early voting for the Baseball Hall of Fame, it looks like nobody will reach election this year, including former Red Sox ace Kurt Schilling. Luckily, Schilling has a foolproof plan, accusing the Hall of late-night ballot dumps from Peter Gammon's house. Looks like, after all, it was the journalists who left Schilling hanging. Rope, tree, Kurt's Hall of Fame chances. So much awesome here. Actually, and this is crazy, we have exclusive audio of Schilling's call to Cooperstown Secretary of State Johnny Bench about the election results, and I'm pretty sure this is a crime. Listen closely. I just want to find 75% of the votes, John. I'm just asking you to find 75% for me. We, we can't do that, Mr. Schilling. Is there any truth that the Hall of Fame is run by Dominion? None at all. I... I don't even know what Dominion is, sir. Stop the steal! No, yeah, I did. A lot. I'm the greatest catcher of all time. Okay, well then, this is war. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Have you seen my war? It's higher than Mike Messina's. Oh. That's the news! We've got a lot of great guests joining the show today. We'll be talking to Nickelodeon's brand new NFL insider to get her take on the playoffs so far. Marty Palmisi will be calling in. He's the Brooklyn Nets intern responsible for corralling James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. That should be fun. And stay tuned for a special preview from the Ringer Podcast Network. As the NFL playoffs crawl onto the conference championship games next week, the big story this January is still the success of the NFL's broadcast of Saints Bears on Nickelodeon. Nick installed a broadcast team and built a lot of great graphics for kids, but you might not know they also hired their very own NFL insider, like a little Adam Schefter. And we are so excited to have her on today. Please welcome to the show, Nickelodeon NFL insider, Chloe Del Roy. Hi! Chloe, thank you. Um, this is awesome. So, so you are the first football expert ever on Nickelodeon. You, yes. you, must, really, you must really love the game. Yes, I love football. I've been learning so much about it. I've been studying a lot because like I've been really into it now for like a whole year, which is like so much longer than my Power Rangers face. <laughs> Amazing. That is that's so cool. It's cool. Like the point of this was to hook kids on the game of football. And you're a, a shining example of that. What's so far like in your experience? What's your favorite part of the game? OK, there's so many things that I love, but especially I love how tough all the players are. Like, they're so much tougher than me. Like, I cry all the time <laughs> when I get extra math homework, when I'm not allowed to stay up past 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, when my mom seems like she's mad at me, when my mom seems like she's mad at my dad. And sometimes, you know what I love about these tough players is that sometimes they still play, even when they get some silly billy little head injuries. Can you believe that? They think the ground is the sky and the sky is the ground. They're so topsy-turvy and like the damage can start as early as youth football. Like my classmates. Wee! <laughs> Isn't that such a fun mix em up? Um yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I mean that that does that does happen. I don't not sure if Nickelodeon's going to be talking about that on the on the broadcast, but I I'm, yeah, okay, sorry. Um, just distracted me a little bit. Um, well, do you, do you have any breaking news for me? You are an insider, after all. What have you learned from your big sources this week? Okay, this is a scoop. 
Aaron Rodgers' favorite Nickelodeon character? It's SpongeBob. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. And Alvin Kamara's biggest fear? Snakes. Crazy. Snakes. Oh, and can I tell you a secret? Yeah. Okay. Pinky promise you're not going to tell anyone? I will not tell anyone this does not leave the podcast. Okay. Sometimes the players pretend they don't have COVID-19 when they actually do. They do. They do have COVID. And that's why there's unchecked spread. You can thank Roger Goodell for that. Uh, okay. I, I don't think NFL insiders usually call out Roger Goodell. Nobody told me that. Was okay. I supposed to know that? I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just telling you how it, you know what? I, Nickelodeon's different. This is just CBS, ESPN. They usually have this, you know, respect for the shield. But if that's how Nickelodeon's going to do it, totally fine. I'm just, you know, just letting you know. Well, did you, did you watch this weekend's games? Obviously, you know, those weren't on Nickelodeon, but did you, did you still tune in? Of course I did. Did you and, learn anything from, from watching those? Oh, yeah. That Lamar Jackson's pretty good for a running back. Okay, that's not very nice. He's the MVP. Why? Why? Isn't he a running back? He runs all the time. Oh. All he does is run. Oh, you actually Oh, you actually don't know. You were being totally serious. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. No, yeah. I, I actually learned that the Bills really know how to cover the spread. Ooh. And those fans in the Bills Mafia really know how to super spread <laughs> the coronavirus. It's still here. It's everywhere. Okay. 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 Yeah. Wow. This is, sorry. This is just enlightening for me. I, you're really, uh, you're really in on this. You're, you're taking this seriously. Okay. Well, um, what other insider information do you have for me about like, I don't know about maybe football, football stuff. Oh, okay. Well, I learned that touchdowns are so much more fun with slime. Agreed on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People really love the slime cannons in the end zone. Totally awesome. agree with you. Those were awesome. And thanks to Nick for those. But you know who the slimiest player in the league is? Antonio Brown. And not because he scores a lot of touchdowns. No, I, I know. No, it's because he has unsavory behavior and a series of assaults. Okay. Nickelodeon let you learn about all this stuff? Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm using the internet. My parents don't password protect it. Okay. Got it. Um, okay. So just be careful next time, you know, for this interview, it's great. But next time, make sure you're talking mostly about, you know, the stuff on the field. It, they're sending you down to the field and stuff. Have you gotten to meet any of the players during the playoffs? I mean, who have you been most impressed with? This must be this must be kind of a crazy experience for you. Oh, yeah. Aaron Donald is huge. He picked me up. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so cold up here. <laughs> and I'm kind of scared of heights. I'm only I'm I'm barely five foot. I get it. Baker Mayfield is my size. So that was cool, too, because we can make eye contact. Yeah. And Drew Brees caught me kneeling down to tie my shoe and told me to respect the flag. I love football. <laughs> okay, um, great. I, I hate to even ask this. Do you have thoughts on players protesting? Do, do you know what Drew Brees was talking about there? Of course I do. And of course I have thoughts on it. I think that it's so essential that the players are taking a knee during the national anthem. And in solidarity, when we do the Pledge of Allegiance, I do not say a word. I wow. shut my mouth and I don't say anything. Just dead silence. Yes. So you just didn't get in trouble? That was okay? You could do that? No, I had to go see the principal. Oh. And then I told him, Principal Stevens, I can't be in trouble for this because think about what Colin Kaepernick would do. Wow. Think about what he would do. And he works for Nike. He does. And Nike is good. Yeah. Nike's never done anything wrong. So that's... Yes. Yeah. Nike says, just do it. And that's what I did. I just didn't do it. I just didn't say the Pledge of Allegiance.
honestly, you saying this right now about like social justice protests and, and taking Colin Kaepernick's side, you might be the only NFL insider on earth who would openly do that. So I do want to congratulate you for that. Thank you so much. Was I supposed to know that? Because no one, no one gave me a memo. I know, I know. I don't I, have I, an email address. So if anyone's emailing me, I don't, I don't have an email. No, I think it's amazing that they're letting you freelance. I'm just telling you that I'm getting the most honest takes on the NFL from you. Like you are an open book compared to everybody else. I think that's great. Okay. Uh, cause, cause if anyone was telling me the rules in my email, it's like, it's not even in spam. Cause I just don't even have one. Okay. I will tell them that. Um, don't worry. Seriously. Um, you're doing great. One thing that everybody loved on the Nickelodeon broadcast, uh, is when you guys explain things so that kids could understand them better. Um, like they were talking about going down the field is like studying for the test and the red zone is homework. I thought that was great. And everybody really loved that. Um, do you have any more of those clever little explanations that you can share with me that maybe we didn't do on the broadcast? Of course. Okay. So, you know, that kid at recess, who's good at every sport and you're like, how'd you get so good? That's Taysom Hill, except he's actually bad. Oh, okay. That, that's pretty good. Yeah. And you know, when there's that kid in your class who never gets sick and you're like, what medicine does he have? He must have some special medicine that makes him amazing. That's Tom Brady. Okay. I, I don't think you're allowed to say that. He's married to a model. He is married to a model. And it's like this open secret that he's probably like doing special medicine, but it's, yeah, I don't think you can actually say that. Oh, and you know, okay. Last one. You know, that kid in your class who committed full on murder. That's Ray Lewis. Come on. You can't say that. I can say anything I want. I'm an insider. I, I have a badge. I, okay. <laughs> you have a badge. Yeah, no, I, you, okay. You actually might be right. Insiders do say a lot of stuff, but you are, you are crossing some lines, ma'am. Okay. Well, why is J.K. Dobbins from the Ravens allowed to wear Ray Rice's number? Pretty weird visual. Hmm? Is that just a one-liner you came up with right now? Yeah. I'm just asking questions. Hey, did you see President Trump offered Bill Belichick the Medal of Freedom? the greatest civilian honor. He must not have heard about Spygate. That's a pretty savage burn for a tween, I gotta say. I'm, I'm just telling it like it is. I'm an insider. Where are the tapes, Adam? Where are the tapes? Okay, okay, okay. Um, so presuming Nickelodeon allows you to, to keep doing this after this interview where you're pretty much opening the NFL's vault and spilling its secrets, what what is next for you? What's what's currently on your schedule? Okay, well, I'm going to be at the Super Bowl interviewing the fans tailgating about why they think a football game is a safe place to be during a pandemic. On brand. Mhm. Mm and also I'm asking them about why potato chips are so salty. Mm -hmm, I don't know why. Nice. And then me and Patrick Mahomes are going to go on a ketchup tasting tour and I'm going to ask him about why Tariq Hill has escaped largely unpunished. Oh, got it. Yeah, he okay. should be grounded, right? He should probably be grounded. He should absolutely be grounded. You or are have his wrong. allowance taken away. Yeah. All or, of these are better punishments than what was done, which was very little. Or no TV, no TV for Tyreek. Oh, okay. And last thing I'm going to get, I'm going to get to the bottom of the whole bounty gate thing. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you think Nickelodeon is going to have more games moving forward? You know, probably not. Cause I'm really getting to the bottom of it. So they're probably gonna have to stop it. Do you actually like football? No, the sport shouldn't exist. No. Nickelodeon NFL insider, Chloe Delroy, everybody. Yay. Thank you for having me. No problem. You are causing a lot of problems though. You, you should lay low for a while. I can't do that. I have a big mouth says my mom. That was Jenny Gorlick. You can catch her on her own podcast, Receipts with Jenny, 
on Apple Podcasts. She does not work for the NFL, as far as I know. And now a special message from Bill Simmons and the Ringer Podcast Network. Hey, welcome back to the Bill Simmons Podcast. Coming up this week on the Ryan Rosillo Show, Ryan goes on a 55-minute rant on why Lamar Jackson in the playoffs is like the guy at the gym just sitting on the machine without wiping it down. That should be great. But today we got Mallory Rubin and Sean Fennessy. How are you guys? Doing great. Happy to be here, Bill. All right, now it's time for a segment we call Who Won the Game? Last night, the Detroit Pistons defeated the Toronto Raptors 112 to 104. Pascal Siakam dropped 22 points and added 12 rebounds. And Blake Griffin poured in 26 of his own. But who won the game? Sean? I think it's folding chairs. With so much action courtside from inbounds passes to hard fouls, it was a massive night for that particular vantage point. And without folding chairs, we wouldn't have had anywhere for fans to sit in the lower level. I came out of last night's game feeling like folding chairs were having a moment. Was last night Apex Mountain for folding chairs? Hmm. Funerals? Or maybe high school graduation parties. But it's close. It's Fourth of July parades for me. Wow, Mallory, who won the game? For me, it was the Pistons, Bill. Really? Actual Pistons. The things that make cars go. A massive moment in the spotlight for engine parts. Got it. After the game, you couldn't buy Pistons anywhere. I checked Amazon. They were all sold out. Oh, did you try Pep Boys? I did. I watched the game from a Pep Boys to test my theory about the Pistons. Everybody in the Pep Boys couldn't stop buzzing about them. Wow, very buzzworthy. You know, my daughter was talking about Pep Boys all night. You can certainly make a case the Pistons won this game. I gotta say, I think the Toronto Raptors won this game. Whoa! Hot take! Didn't they not win it, though? According to the score, they didn't. But they had just as much time on the court as the Pistons. They were pretty much co-stars. That's huge for the Raptors. That's interesting. Plus, the 22 points from the Siakam thing, that's massive. That's a lot of points. Blake Griffin had more points, but I remember Siakam's points more. That's true. He did have some loud points. Most of the time, his points came two at a time, sometimes three. When I was a kid, I had the biggest crush on Siakam's points. What? We're going to take a quick break. We come back. Who won the Pascal Siakam Award? Blake Blake Griffin. Griffin. Totally agree. The James Harden trade rocked the basketball world last week, leaving fans wondering how on earth that big three was all going to exist under the same roof. Luckily, the Nets hired an enforcer to look after them. Please welcome to the show, new Brooklyn Nets intern, Marty Palmisi. Hey, Dylan. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Marty. Uh, this is this is nuts. I mean, it's unprecedented to have three superstars like this in the same city. We've never seen a big three like this. And it's your responsibility to look after James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, keep track of all those guys. What That's has right. that been like so far? Well, you know, living with a, a wife and three daughters, you know, I'm used to I'm used to like watching crazy. So uh, it's very it very much is uh, it, it it comes to me naturally. But uh, I'm excited to watch these three grow. And uh, I'm excited to kind of like watch them start you know, playing as a unit rather than uh, three individuals all, the, all across the world in the country. You know what I mean? 
I totally get it. Yeah. Um, so, so what has your strategy been like for keeping them in line so far? Like what, what are you drawing on to make it happen? So I very much, you know, I set, I set some straight, some straight ground rules. I'm like, you know, like, listen, it's COVID times. We got to be safe. I keep them six, six feet apart at all times. But you know, if we go to, uh, you know, like I'll tell you right now, Harden came here because he wants br- brunch. So we go to brunch and it has to be outdoor dining. So we all sit at, you know, they only sit like three to a table. So, you know, someone has to be left out. So I let them sit at a table and I'll sit six feet away at a different table. You know, it's still bonding. It's weird. But, you know, like, we, you know, I feel like the bonding is what's most important is keep them in line. They want to play together. So they're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to force themselves to work together and be brothers, essentially. So you mentioned Harden. He's here. He's here for the food. You see, he wants to do outdoor dining. He's excited yeah. about outdoor dining in Brooklyn. Pictures of Harden from before and after the trade. He looks like a different guy. Like he looked sort of overweight in in Houston, and then he looks like he dropped a lot of a lot of weight in like one week in Brooklyn. Is that did that happen? Is that just visuals? I mean, what's going on there? So I think it actually is. It's interesting because he wasn't happy on his old team. So for him to kind of wake up one day and say, I want to go to Brooklyn, you know, the, the dining here is incredible. And I think that's why, you know, my, like my mother's sauce is incredible. Uh, you know, he, you know, and he can come over anytime he wants. It's an open invitation, but I, I keep inviting him. And he, and he says, maybe next week, you know, so maybe we'll wait until the off season. I, uh, what was they saying? The, uh, Oh, is he fat? No, uh, no, he's not fat, but he did want to come to Brooklyn. He did, t- he did tell me because they wear black and black is slimming. So, I think that's something, you know, he may be still a chubby man, but he looks good in the Brooklyn uniform. It's not that powder blue, like, you know, it's going to get stuck in weird, awkward places. And then, you know, like if I, if I wear, if I wear gray, it's over, it's over. I look, I, I look like, uh, like one of those like uh, therapist blotches, you know what I mean? Like it's bad. For the record, he has not come over and tried your mother's sauce yet, though. Not yet. I, like I said, I do bring it up to him like maybe three, four times a week. Uh, I say, you know, like, you know, like it's uh, every Sunday, 2 p.m. We eat early. And I'm like, you know, you can come before game. And he's like, I can't eat that before game. I said, OK, then come over tomorrow. You know, she uh, she makes it on Sundays. But if he's coming over, <laughs> she's going to make it. You know, I'm going to make it make it. So, uh, you know, it's kind of an open invitation for him in the, in the team. So, you, yeah, you're giving him like a one day window. He's trying to he, he has an excuse like there's a game and you're like, just come over tomorrow. It's fine. You're really not letting him wiggle out of this. I, you know what? I, I'm doing a lot for, for him and, and, you know, the team. And I feel like I'm, I'm foregoing pay because the team needs the salary during COVID. So I'm, I'm kind of like just being paid on the morals of I get to hang out with these guys and maybe they'll come over and eat my mother's sauce. And like, so, you know, like, uh, I, I will say, um, you know, I, I, I'm not expecting him to come over now, but at some point, you know, uh, rent's due. And that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Totally understand. So uh, yeah. did you, you know, were you the one who set up living arrangements for James? Obviously this was all kind of a whirlwind. Where is he staying? Like what, what is he doing away from the, uh, away from the court? So it's funny you asked that because I, I very much was like, you gotta live in Brooklyn, you know, like your Brooklyn's is, is incredible. And he's like, I think I want to live like in Soho, Manhattan. I was like, so you want to be what? Hold on. I, look, I love the Yankees, but you want to live in Soho? Like, what do you think? Yeah, Alex Rodriguez, get, get out of here. You got to live a block away from Barclays, and we got to get those daily steps into the to the stadium, and you can walk, okay? So we found him a nice place in Cobble Hill. Here's the thing. 
New York is the city of dreams, you know, like, and like the, and no stadium's ever going to be the garden, especially not Barclays. I mean, I love Barclays. I love Brooklyn, but that place looks like a, a, a rusty trash can. That's all I'm going to say. Um, with that said, with that said, I'm proud of, I love Brooklyn. I'm proud to be here. I think having, you know, like there's actors that live in Brooklyn that came from Brooklyn and, you know, there's some sports stars, but those are old news. The fact that Brooklyn has a team again and can have the community of being like, we, you can wear a jersey of James Harden or Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn and be like, that is my town and have a superstar here. It's incredible. You know, it's like, you know, I think the last person to do that was what? Jackie Robinson, you know, came to Brooklyn and uh, was the last big Brooklyn sports star, in my opinion, to come from here. So. It's uh, in the fact that we don't have a baseball team anymore here, which <laughs> Dodgers come on back. Uh, uh, you know, I think it's good to have some stars like Kyrie uh, Durant and uh, Harden here for, yeah. for, for the kids. And it for feels me. good. It does feel good. Speaking of Kyrie, um, he sort of went MIA right before the Harden trade. Uh, it was your job to track him down uh, yeah. to sort of find Kyrie Irving. Did you find him? You know, is, is everything all good with Kyrie Irving? How did that go? So, so COVID has taken a, a big toll on all of us. And uh, if there's one thing I know about him, my man, he, uh, he loves movies. And uh, him not being able to go to the movies has been hard. So I actually, I, tr- I tracked him down to an abandoned AMC theater. And he actually had uh, three of his friends and they were all just, they were watching The Matrix and it was wild. They, they, he just, they snuck into a movie theater and uh, please, I, you're not going to tell the, don't, I'm not trying to get him in trouble. You know, I don't think that's legal that you no. can just break into a theater, this you know, no matter secret. who you are. Yeah. I'll tell no one. Um, this, this is straight from you to me. I will tell no one. Yeah. This is off the record. Um, but I did, uh, I did find him in an AMC theater and they were doing a matrix movie marathon. And I'm like, what are you, I'm like, what, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing here? And he was just like, Oh, he's like, I wanted to watch The Matrix. I go, you have it on Blu-ray. Get out of here. And I made him go to practice. That's, I mean, it's impressive though. Like it's not easy to, no one else could find him. And you no. found him and he was just at an abandoned movie theater. You must be, you must be really good at this kind of stuff. So I actually, like, I have that, like uh, that child, uh, that child, uh, like tracking, not tracking, like, you know, like parents have for their kids, like make sure they know where they are. I actually have that on their phone. So I have it linked. I put them all on my phone plan. They said, don't worry about it. I'll put you guys on my phone plan. So I pay their phone bills and <laughs> it's expensive. It's okay. I love these guys. I love this team. I love my mother's sauce and they're going to come have it one day. But what I say, said, yeah. Has he, has Kyrie, have you brought the sauce up to him? Kevin Durant, Ky- like, are these guys interested in sauce? They, they are interested. They keep saying like, like one says like they might be doing some sort of vegan thing. And I'm just like, you know, like we can, and I tell my mom, like, don't put meat in the sauce. You know, if we want him to come over and I'm not going to say who that is, but I will say it rhymes with, key perving uh but that's what i'm gonna say um and the other one is just like yeah you know if i'm free if i'm available and i'm like what are you doing like, what are you doing just come over we'll wear a mask if you want if you want to feel safe i have a court uh i have a, a hoop above the garage you know maybe we can ball up i mean it'd be a dream come true to ball up with those guys um you know, ever since I was a kid, I loved, you know, I love Michael Jordan growing up and I, I would always write him letters and say, would you like to come over for my mother's sauce and maybe teach me how to free throw on the garage? And uh, I think he was busy doing Space Jam or something like that, but I, it's fine. Um, what, were, what were we saying? 
No, I was just, I guess you, you seem to be a master at this type of thing. I mean, first oh, yeah. of all, I do just want to say. Thank you. Um, but, but thank you for that, by the way. Of course. I mean, it sounds like it's been a long time dream of yours to have any NBA player come over and eat your mother's sauce. And I feel like I want to congratulate you because you're, you're closer than ever. I mean, this has to be the closest you've ever been to that. I actually had, I did have uh, one, one star come over uh, and uh, it, 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 was, it was okay. I had, I had Christoph Porzingis come over. Um, I, I, I told them, uh, honestly, I was just like, oh, this is the, they were coming to Brooklyn to play. And, uh, they were like, Hey, is his first time in Brooklyn? Can you give me the address? So I gave him the, I accidentally gave the address to my mother's house and not the stadium. So he actually missed a game, but he did eat the sauce and he did say, um, it was good, but I think he said it in, in Polish. Uh, what an accident. Are you, are you sure that was an accident? That, that was absolutely an accident. I, 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 the, I, I told, I told, uh, I told the commission, I told everyone this was an accident. I'm sorry. I was very nervous to lose my job, but I'm, like you said, I am masterful at my job. So I uh, was able to, uh, you know, uh, keep my job. And uh, <laughs> I will say, Porzingis did like the sauce, like I said. Um, but that was the last contact I had with him because, you know, we did eat the sauce. And then uh, while we were playing basketball in the backyard, he was like, and he's like, this is Barclay Center. And I was like, oh, my God. No, it's not. This is my mother's house. I thought when you asked for the address, you were asking for this. Oh, and I, it was, we laughed. He was eating laugh, but he was okay. Extremely, like, that's just, it feels like such a code on Chris Depps' Knicks tenure that he accidentally went to your mother's house instead of the Barclay Center and, like, did not yeah. realize it for a long time. Yeah, he did. I mean, he he did say when he walked in, he's like, "Well, I heard this place was small, but what is this?" Um, but yeah, he was uh, he was it was nice. I mean, he hit his head on in on the on the door when he walked in. He didn't seem happy about that, but I'm like, hey. And then I I, I and uh, people had to take their shoes off when you enter. And I said, "Hey, can you take off your, your shins?" Because uh, he was so tall. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he didn't laugh. He didn't laugh at that either. But it's what can you do? No, he had very little fun here. Well, Marty Palmisi, uh, congrats on the glow up. This, Thank is, you. this is huge for you, huge for Thank your you. borough. Uh, keep the guys in line. And I, I do want that update from you. I want, I want you to let me know when James finally does come over and, and share the sauce. Uh, I'm starting a website. You can follow it at uh, hardenwatch.com. And uh, it will be an ongoing tracker of uh, like, it'll be like, one day since uh, he came over from my mother's sauce, two days since. Uh, and then when you when you see that hit zero, you know he's enjoying uh, some delicious sauce. Wow. we I can't wait to check that out, Marty Palmisi. Thank you so much. Going to be a weird year. It's going to be uh, the weirdest year yet. Thank you so much. And that was Ken McGraw, a.k.a. Marty Palmisi, a.k.a. at Ken McGraw on Twitter. That's where you can find him. That's it for this episode of Sportfire. You can catch us next Thursday, same time, unless sports get canceled between now and then. Special thanks to Jenny Gorlick, Ken McGraw, Max Godnick, Anna Caligari. I'm your host, Adam Weinrib. I will be your host, Adam Weinrib, next week. And if you'll excuse me, I have to go clean up the orange Julius's I chucked at Skip Bayless's Maserati. <laughs>